Hey folks, this is the guy, Chad, and you are listening to a Halloween special of the Turnbuckle Report. Catch the Turnbuckle Report every Wednesday, and you can listen to us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podomatic, and we are on TuneIn and iHeartRadio. Follow our shows on Facebook and Twitter. Stay scared, baby. I face the turnbuckle report. I'm the people's host with the guy Chad Lampton, Wisconsin. The weather is cold, my toes are frozen. But in 1998, 22 years ago today, the worst pay per view and the best ending that no one saw. And now we shift to the West Coast. Where Joshua Lampton is holding down breakfast. Hey, what's up? It's me, Joshua T. I'm the dog father himself. Hey, I'm here. Man, I sure wish Josh was here. These 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 little recordings that we have to find just to fill him in. <laughs> Good going, Chad. <laughs> Real smart stuff. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yep. I couldn't have said it better. Good. You know, I got to thinking this morning, what what, uh, what reminds me of 1998 better than October 25th? Nothing. Well, a few people from high school, but uh, they remain nameless. They've had cameos on the show, and uh, I don't really want to bring them up anymore, but I feel like I may have to. Just a warning in this show, there may be some explicit detail, but uh, we're going to get through it. 1998 Halloween Havoc. It's kind of becoming our thing to re- recap some of these old uh, pay-per-views that we liked. Maybe we didn't like. Uh, I got a feeling Josh was not a fan. We're going to find out, though. I uh, was pretty big, and I, I was pretty big in the old WCW in 1998. I got to tell you, Bob. Hey, Bob. Let me tell you something. We talked about the worst or the best pay-per-view last week. This week, we're talking about the worst pay-per-view, which I'm really not sure why, Bob, because I'll tell you. That was the best finale to a pay-per-view that no one ever saw until the next night for free. <laughs> for, free. for free. That's probably why I liked it so much. I was a broke-ass kid back then. I couldn't buy these pay-per-views. Yeah, I would have never known it was sh- shit because I didn't get to see it live. Because my dad was like, you want to watch a pay-per-view, boy? <laughs> Go get a job. <laughs> Go get a job. Go get get your job. first paycheck. Make sure you pay your taxes. And then and then maybe next month you can buy a pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll buy that havoc of Halloween bullshit you keep talking about, you fucking kids. It will be Christmas, Father. <laughs> I don't give a shit about Halloween. Fuck the candies. The wrestling in St. Louis, Father. In St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, so this is 90, 1998 Halloween Havoc is listed as like one of the worst pay-per-views ever. But it's just because of the ending. It's just, it's got to be because of that. Because the, the card wasn't bad. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed going back and watching it again. Because the ending was Hollywood Hogan and the Warrior. And it was a botch-fest city. Hogan looked like shit. The Warrior looked like he was out of breath. Both looking jacked as fuck, but couldn't do a damn thing in the ring. They were slow, out of breath. That's what people remember about that. 
Well, did you watch it this week? Because that was not the ending. The ending was the world title with DDP and Goldberg, and the match went off right at no, the I'm beginning. No, uh, yeah, but I'm saying like that was uh, 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 that's uh, what uh, people uh, remember. Good degree more, guys. Man, these Josh recordings, yeah, he, man. We got to get him back on the show someday, <laughs> man. <laughs> no, I'll tell you right now. That's how you know it's a real live Josh right there because he would never say to us, couldn't agree more. This guy disagrees with us all the time. <laughs> he never agrees with us. Listen, the, the problem with Halloween Havoc 98 was because at the very end of the match, they were at the tippity top of the mountain, but they were only halfway there. Clearly why they turned off the TV. So th- just so our, our fans know, this is the second attempt to record uh, a recap of Halloween Havoc. We tried this last October, and it turned into like a three-hour podcast. So we were still a little fresh. We are still a little new. We didn't really know anything. Not that we know anything now, but we didn't know anything back then. And and uh, now I think... Whether you heal your baby face, down. you do you, baby. That's or, right. But These fucking recordings, man. Come on, dude. You got to find only, better Josh recordings. You have to. We got to put that one at the end. Dang that it. one goes at the end. Better Josh recordings next time, man. I I, I mean, I looked through a catalog out. of different big dog recordings. So this is the best I could do. Mm-hmm. Well, he hasn't shit on AEW yet. I edited all those out. Anything that he shit on AEW, I edited all those out. All I have is positive big dog recordings today. Here's here's a Josh. Here's a big dog recording right here. Okay. No, seriously, guys, I think AEW is pretty, it's, it's kind of the tits right now. But on the other hand, it's kind of the shits. And um, so there you go. <laughs> it's not my fault that they're overrated. <laughs> oh, come on, come on. Big Dog, it's what did you think of the Jericho MJF dance number uh, singing routine? Debonair, debonair. Wh- which inspired me? I feel like it needed to go in the 1998 Halloween Havoc pay-per-view. I couldn't agree more. I thought that was, was the spooked. shittiest thing I've seen. Are you guys kidding me? I couldn't stand that, man. Like, it's, like Jim Cornette. The dinner started the out really good, and then they started singing and dancing. It's like, throw that shit in Halloween Havoc. Yep, throw that on Halloween Havoc. Wow. Leave, leave that to I, WWE. Wow, I loved it. I loved it. I did, I did. And I even told my family, this is this is why I love wrestling, this stuff like this. I loved it. It's got me so intrigued. I can't believe you guys hated it. You know, I it's, thought it's, you guys would really appreciate it. Love it or hate it, people are going to come back to watch more. So they they accomplished what they set out to do, but I couldn't stand it. It wasn't my cup of tea. Do you ever watch musicals? No. That's your problem. Josh, do you ever watch musicals? Do I ever watch musicals? Yeah, I watch Halloween yeah. Havoc and AEW every week. You <laughs> <laughs> Every week. The same Halloween every Havoc. Every week you watch every Halloween Havoc. Watches, he watches Halloween Havoc 98 yeah, yeah. before AEW. Every week. And some say on Halloween Havoc 98, if you look up in the rafters, you can see the ghost of... Don't do it. Owen Hart. <laughs> <laughs> oh Don't do God, it. You're so heel. You're so heel. <laughs> I thought we took that recording out. Ooh, nope. Spooky. It's the <laughs> blue blazer. <laughs> You're so bad. Okay. Listen. So we're derailing real bad this week. Derail. Derail. Pussy. This, this card had not only Sting, not only Bret Hart, not only Hogan, not only Nash, not only Hall, not only Goldberg. A disco Inferno. Not only DDP, but it had the return of the Ultimate Warrior. And Chris Jericho. 
Oh, and the goat Jericho was in this card too, man. Versus Raven, well, of course. I mean, we we look at that now. He opened the card, didn't like, he? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he opened. So last week we reviewed um, One Night Stand. Open that ECW. card. This week we're reviewing Halloween Havoc. Open the card again. We're like, I feel like any pay per view we're going to review, Jericho's going to open the card. Mm. That's why we brought up this Jericho, dancing man. segment. You're only a Jericho. I you're, it. you're a Jericho, Mark. I'm, I'm a Jericho Hollis, man. Jericho-holics anonymous. That's what I have to go to every week. But you know, think about it. I mean, we're celebrating thirty years of Jericho for a reason. There's been other wrestlers in thirty in the business for thirty years. We haven't celebrated them like this. But Jericho has been reinventing himself and at the top of the pinnacle for thirty years. And that, I mean, Halloween Havoc, nineteen ninety eight, right here, guys. He, he faces Raven. Not a bad match. wasn't my favorite, but it wasn't bad. You know, Jericho's definitely bringing it. He's he's got that Monday Night Jericho stuff going on. A little bit you of a heel jerk. This is this is pre Y two J, at this point yes. in time. Yes, exactly. This is, this this is Monday night. This is Monday night Jericho. He's Monday night Jericho. He still has a little bit of that Lionheart feel to him. Yep, it's right after Lionheart. But yes, he yeah. still has a little bit of the feel. He still the has hair, that, that, that feel though. Just by the way, he's he moves and reacts. Most of his submissions, they were still calling him like you know the Lion Tamer and shit during the match. But yeah, yeah. it was mm-hmm. just a little bit after. Yeah. So second phase of Jericho, I guess you could say. That would be a fun show. All the phases of Jericho. Second phase of Jericho that's not really remembered. That man never f- seems to amaze me on how he can reinvent himself every time to make it work. Josh, you just, you just made a good point. The second phase of Jericho that has not not been remembered. Mm-hmm. It, I, and I go back and think of like being a kid watching WCW. That, that Monday Night Jericho stuff was awesome. But it was because he got over so much with the Y2J stuff. I think because no one really remembers Jericho from WCW. I mean, people like That's remember sad. him from WCW, but mm-hmm. he really didn't come to what he is today until he made it to the WWE. Little fun fact about that too, Josh, sure. about this pay per view. Um, I think this is just shortly before Jericho decides he's going WWF, WWE yeah. at the time. He was pissed off going into this pay per view because he's going for the World Television Championship. <clears throat> he felt at the time that he was easily a, a heavyweight contender. He was tired of seeing them push the same guys over and over. Hogan keeping him down. Goldberg just coming in there and decides he can just start spearing the shit out of people and just get the belt. I mean, this is a a kind of a uh, a disgruntled Chris Jericho at the time, too. He's always disgruntled. Give it time before he leaves AEW because they're just not doing what he wants. That's all he ever does. Jericho is a bar fly, and what I mean by that is that he'll just jump to each thing that he wants. Oh, this this promotion's not doing what I want. Then I'm gonna go over here. This promotion's not doing what I want. Then I'm gonna go over here. Then I'm gonna sing music. Then I'm gonna go back to wrestling. So that's why he stayed with WWE for 20 years. Mm, if you even say 20 years, do you remember his run in the WWE in that 20 years? Absolutely. Oh, the Y2J stuff was great. And then his How second run, was Y2J even was great. on the air. Not very much. At the very at the very start, he was. And then as soon as he did that feud with John Cena, which pushed him out, and then he came back with his short hair, and then yes. uh, they really didn't use like him much. Like 20, 28, what's 2010 time frame? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's like 07, 08. The sparkly jacket? Yep. Break the walls down. No, he didn't have the sparkly jacket then. Well, he had the short hair. He came back with the sparkly jacket. The, se- the second time he came back with the short hair, yes. Yeah. The first time he I came just recently back saw with the short hair. A, um, I think it was on YouTube, but I just recently saw an old. Remember the dating show from back in the nineties? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I just saw an episode where it was the, uh, had WCW guys on there. It had Billy Kidman, Disco Inferno, and Chris Jericho. And Jericho won, but I only find that interesting because now the next match on the card is Disco Inferno. And what a, I liked him as a kid. I liked the gimmick, but uh, man, he's really a douche nozzle. He was Billy today. Kidman. He was the other one in that fight. What do you think he's doing nowadays? Mm, is it Stacy Keebler? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe still her. Maybe still her. <laughs> was it Kidman? <laughs> other on than that, nothing. AEW or am I am I miss? Is that wrong? No, Kidman's never been on AEW. He hasn't been in the scene for a long time. No. Hmm. We saw Disco Inferno twice on this card. Yeah, because he wrestled to earn a spot. They did that within yes. the pay per view to earn a spot to wrestle Billy Kidman. Or that was either so, like a, I can't remember exactly because it's been a couple weeks since I watched this. I think it was a kind of a fill in. He either earned the spot to, no, he earned the spot. That's right. No, no, no. He had, he had to win to get in. Yeah, yeah he had for, to win to get in. A spot at the, at the WCW Cruiserweight Championship. It was uh, Inferno and Kidman. Well, and it, if you listen to the crowd, just, they were over on Hooventude, by the way. I don't mean to spoil the show for everybody, but what made this pay-per-view so suckily famous was that uh, it went off in the main event, So, which was the build-up Goldberg DDP. It went off air pay-per-view. And then, the, you know, the next night, WCW had to give it away for free. So they lost a lot of money on this. And, um, this was their downfall. Yeah. Fan, yeah oh, absolutely. Fatal Fans blow. were pissed off. Fatal blow right here. Fatal blow. It wasn't even so much. I mean, the ending not being shown on the card was kind of the fatal blow. But the Hulk Hogan with Ultimate Warrior match was really just an absolute shit show. Way too much reinvention. It was. And so both of those, it was, this, and then you got to think too, this is kind of the end of the WCW era. They're already on the down, the downhill slope at this point because. Yeah, by, end of 98, definitely. By, and they, they, were, they were trying to save it by bringing in like Dennis Rodman and all that stuff because the 98 Bulls, you know, they're coming off that mm-hmm. second three-peat. I don't know. You know what I felt like with this pay-per-view, guys? It felt like a roller coaster yeah. ride that just kept trying to climb that that mountain. Just go click, click, mm-hmm. click, click, click. So you had the Jericho match. It's just starting out. You had Rick Steiner, Buff Bagwell, the giant Scott Steiner. Click, 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 right. Then you get to Bret Hart and Sting, and you think that thing's just about to tip over and take off, but it's just like, nope, we're going to keep going. Click, click, click. And then it got to Hollywood Hogan and the Warrior, and the fucking thing never took off. It just fucking derailed the before chamber. it ever got to the top. The chain broke and everybody went down. Everybody went down. The thing went up in flames. And and which is a shame because the Goldberg Diamond Dallas Page was the only match on that card that was worth a shit that was any good. And nobody saw it. Josh, you made a point. Nobody saw it because you couldn't couldn't put something that good on that pay-per-view. They had to get rid of it because they figured this is already... This is is just just bad. But 98 was kind of a pivotal point. It was probably the most memorable year in sports for anything. In 98, because that's the last year of the Bulls dynasty. That is mm-hmm. Halloween Havoc 98. Those are the two most memorable moments of 98. Broncos mm-hmm. won the Super Bowl. That, a memorable moment. I said memorable moments in sports. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, hey, slow down. Huh? That was a big deal. Forget about hey, it. Yo, John Elway just retired. Hey. Hey, back to back. Huh? Forget about it. No respect. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But here, here's what I was kind of getting to. Here is we have this we have this timing era in uh, in this pay per view, and as you go through this, I'm just going through the card as you guys are talking. We saw we saw the Steiners twice. We saw Disco Inferno twice. Seems like they could have cut a little bit of time off here to give us that main event, right? I mean, it's something as simple as 
scheduling this. And I, I, I get it. I've never ran a, a wrestling show, and I'm especially at this size of WCW was at the time. But it just really seems like we could have shaved a little time here to make a little more sense out of this thing. Because you know, right? You got to know going in how much time you've got on pay per view. This was a pay per view where everybody came up to uh, Eric Bischoff and was like, "When am I going to get my shot? When am I going to get my chance?" All right, I'll put you guys on the yeah. opening part of the card. Don't worry about it. You guys will get your time. You get your That's time. what it feels like. And, and then he just like. booked these guys all up in the opening parts of the card. And then the dudes that he likes, or the guys that were what he felt were getting over at the time, he just packed them up at the top of the card. You know, like Scott he's, he's appeasing his, low, his, his B carters and giving his A carters more TV time. Because that, that Hollywood Hogan and Warrior match went mm-hmm. way too fucking long. Like 14 minutes was too long, in my opinion. That should have gone like five. Get those guys on and no, off. No, you're absolutely right. Because if you go back to, ni- not, was it 90, 91 when they had their world title At match? WrestleMania Hulk- 6, Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior had one of the best matches in history. That one? Yeah, wasn't that only a six-minute match? Mm, I think well, I it was recall. like 20 minutes. It was a long match. No, it wasn't. I think it was a lot of those long. guys no just way. like flexing at each other. No way. Pushing each other in the well, corners. Well, okay. Um, Okay, so they had a lot of puff. They had a lot of the powder going on. But yeah, the actual that was, match that was, was popular not wrestling back then, though. That was that was wrestling. But doesn't this just say how the fans changed? Because they were trying to recapture that magic from Lighting the golden era, right? And it's like they didn't realize that the fans had completely changed. The fans no longer were this golden era fan. They were the the attitude era fan, uh, and they didn't give a shit about the Hogan Warrior. They did care about Hogan. I will say that, and because I, I thought that you know the Hollywood Hogan the NWO thing was still over at this point, um, it was on a decline for sure, but uh, it was still over way more than Ultimate Warrior was. Warrior comes out and just I don't know, just he was still jacked, but I was like, man, I'm just over this. I remember even watching it back then, 22 years ago, and was like, I just I'm not, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. I don't care who wins this match. I already kind of know who's going to, but I just don't I just don't care about it. And then, you know, the debacle of the fucking paper and yeah, you know, it's stupid. That was the John Cena Roman Reigns match of ninety eight. Yes. That was John Cena and Roman Reigns dressed <laughs> as Hulk Hogan in Ultimate War. That was their prequel. Yeah. Meltzer gave it a minus five because Horace Hogan had to come out and save the day with a fucking steel chair. One smack to the back and fucking Hogan can pin the warrior. Just like that. Well, Goldberg retained the title that night, okay? That's all that matters. <laughs> That's all that matters. Do you know what's interesting about that? DDP about came out recently just a couple couple weeks ago or a couple months ago saying that there was a discussion with him and Bischoff that he that DDP would end the streak and take the title that night, and it ended up not happening. I heard that too, but I don't, uh, I don't know why they would do that. It I mean, was a I know good they match, had to end though. the strength um, at one point, but it just seemed like they're they, they didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> Who did end up in in, in the streak? Wasn't it? Uh, it was Kevin Nash, right? Nash, yeah. But the that that match was really Taser. good. They, they worked the crowd hard that night. Like those Taser. guys, all over the place. You know who else worked the card really well, or worked the 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 crowd really well was uh, Hall and Nash that night. They had a pretty pretty good match. That was that was the match that everybody forgot because of Hogan and the Warrior, but that was still a good match. Taser. So as I as I look through my notes, that was my match of the night. What, Josh? Go ahead. Taser. <laughs> taser. That's all I've got to say is taser. Taser. Oh God. Taser. That's all we're gonna say. We're not gonna elaborate on that, nope. there, Joshua. No, because you brought up when was the first time Goldberg lost, and he lost because he got tasered. Goldberg taser. was too great to lose at that time, but he got tased. 
he got tased and then the fans got tased he's the nia jacks of his era on. and someone with that much wow. skill should not have been tased they should have been let go damn nia jacks of that era you're talking yep. goldberg yep. actually if you watch that diamond dallas page he, he could wrestle in those days he he just got broken I mean, that dude was doing backflips in the ring, man. He just yeah. lost it. Like, he just lost it. After 2,000, the dude couldn't wrestle anymore. He literally lost. And Nia Jax can't it. wrestle after 2,000 pounds. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 so you're saying you're saying that Goldberg is the prequel of Nia Jax? Oh, my God. How many people had did he injure before they were like... But that's my that's my point. Who who What, what large name... Has Nia Jax put out? Because we can name who Goldberg's put out. Are you kidding? What large name? Like injured, yeah, injured, where they can't wrestle anymore, or just injured them? Yes, yes. Just, it just, just put them out. Just okay. put them out. Let's let, let's go with uh, the blonde bombshell right now being teamed up with uh, the Fiend. And let's go ahead and go with. You mean Becky Alexa Bliss? Alexa Bliss put her out almost yeah, permanently. Yeah, she did. Becky Lynch. Yeah. Well, let's go yeah, ahead with go with. Becky Lynch, when they're trying to give her a push, and she punched her hard as she could and broke her nose, so they had to switch angles on that. Okay. I, I, first of all, I don't disagree with you. I'm getting to a point here, but please keep continue. Um, I think, what's her face? Uh, the girl with the... Uh, someone's still out. I can't remember who it is because of, of her, too. So, I mean, there's, there's a long list of people. I'm going to give you two names. Okay. Bret Hart, Undertaker. Right. Hogan ended Bret Hart's career and came a millimeter away from ending Undertaker's career, and this is all documented. Yep. That that's why Goldberg, you can't compare him to Nia because he's worse. He's her he's idol. He's worse. She's just trying to be like him. <laughs> some people were trying to be like <laughs> she was, was a huge Goldberg fan. Some people were trying like, to oh be God. like Mike in the eighties. She's trying to be like Give Goldberg in the two thousands. Any icon, and I will ruin their career. And <laughs> Nia Jax is a freight train. Ric Flair. Oh, Ric Flair, you say, in career. Oh, <laughs> oh Ric Flair, you say. <laughs> Done. Oh, who is that? Is you that over there? Is that Arn Anderson, part of the Four Horsemen with Ric Flair? In career. Is that Arn Anderson? <laughs> Dead. She's, oh, Vince McMahon, nice to see you. In career. In career. <laughs> nice to see you. <laughs> That's Nia Jax at the Titan Center right there. No. She just walks in the door and everybody starts flinching. And it's like, oh, I need to get to uh, level on uh, the float four today. I'd like to speak to Mick Foley. In the rear. <laughs> Is there anybody else on this card's career that I can end today? Yes. That's I'm, I'm, I'm open this week because I just ended like five guys' careers. And the whole time she's wearing a Goldberg shirt. Listen, from 98. <laughs> it doesn't fit at all, the, but she's if wearing If the Brawl it. for All could reincarnate itself to a wrestler, it's Nia Jax. Oh, God. Oh, God. I want to see Nia Jax. I want to see Brawl for All brought back, okay? They we'll did. Vince Are you Ru- It's called Vin- Underground. Vince Russo, bro. We're going to do this, and we're going to bring Nia Jax and, and Goldberg, and they're just going to beat each other up. It'll be beautiful, bro. That is Vince Russo, 100 to the T. Listen, 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 guy. Listen, when I was in there, Jim, Jim Cornette, he looked at me, and he said, no, that's a stupid idea. So I said, bro, you don't even know what wrestling even's like. Alyssa, I saw this on <laughs> I saw this on The Bachelor last weekend, and that's that's the one that we're going to have to go with, bro. That's what we're going to have to do. And then you know, looking back at it, you know, I, just, I created that whole shitty segment because uh, – 
JBL gave me a twinkle in his eye, and I didn't like that. Uh, so I figured I'd end the career of all these people, bro. I walked in. JBL looked at me. He's like, "Hey, bro, you're you uh, you're stupid or something." I don't even know what he said, but it hurt my feelings. I'm telling you right now. I went and got dead. Went down the street, got a falafel, and I said, "Hey, Vince McMahon. Hey, bro, let's do this." But what I really wanted to say when he looked at me and said, "Have a good day," I said, "You know what? Butterbean's gonna fuck you up." You keep talking to me like that. <laughs> you keep talking keep to me talking like, like that. that. I'm, gonna create, you up. <laughs> I'm gonna create a stupid angle that will will transpire in a year, and, and Butterbean's gonna kick your ass at WrestleMania. Bro. Bro, you know I was thinking about that too. When's Kimbo Slice gonna end up in WWE? Um, he might come back. Is he still in prison? Kimbo Slice might come back for the uh, holiday edition only because he's dead. So they're gonna need the Undertaker <laughs> to re- resurrect him. Like, are they just gonna use like a like a animatronic Kimbo Slice to come out there? Mm-hmm, yeah. Yes. Fucking. So this is what 1998 Halloween Havoc did. It completely derailed. Mm-hmm. And uh, people forgot it was even on air. You know, and you know this. And you know something that we should just you know wrap this show up with. You guys trying to guess right now who has more wins in WWE than anybody else? Okay, let's go. Oh, oh, who has more wins in the WWE? Anybody else, or historically? Historically, than anybody else has won more matches. And I'll give you a hint. They have almost 100 more wins than The Undertaker, and this person didn't even start wrestling till the end of the Attitude Era. Go ahead. Mm. Kurt Angle. No. Chad, next. Don't Google it. Don't be a little bitch. Don't Google it. <laughs> Hands up. Um, whoa, whoa, wait. Let me give you another hint here. This guy doesn't wrestle anymore. Kurt Angle. Nia Jax and his career. <laughs> Nia Jax did not end his career, but he decided to end his own career by going into the acting field. Batista? No. Dave motherfucking Batista. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't. Okay. Well, John, Cena? Came John Cena. John Cena. Has over 700 wins. I was going to say John Cena in the very beginning before I even said Kurt Angle, but it just seemed obvious to me. Yep. Isn't that crazy? Did Cena ever really come out and say that he was done, though? He's not done. He's never going to say that because that that, that, would, that would be suicide. Suicide. The fact that the fact that he can cross over in the WWE and still get an amazing pop is attractive to Hollywood. That's why that's why you never hear uh, The Rock say that he denounces wrestling. He never he's never done that. Look at him. He was on nope. TNA. <laughs> he just goes wherever he wants. Yes, he yeah. Was. Well, he's not contracted anymore. He can show up wherever he wants. He can go to AEW and show up for a night if he wants to. The Rock? Yeah. I just heard crickets when I said that. But Sorry, I, I, was, I didn't know if we were talking about The Rock or John Cena. Uh, you know, I think John Cena is on some kind of contract with WWE. I need to look that up, but I can't Google. He's got to be. Hands, hands up. You, can't, you cannot Google. You cannot Google. Halloween Havoc 1998. It is, you know, as we record, it's October 25th. and uh, 22 years ago have, today. 22 years ago today, this happened. This shit happened. And as this shit happened, tonight we have uh, Hell on the Cell to watch. You guys going to recap this? Or, wow, you can't recap something that's going on live. You watching Hell on the Cell tonight? Mm-hmm. I am. Yeah. I love pay-per-views, man. I, I'll watch them I'm no looking forward to it. On. You know? Yeah. And Gene Okerlund, God rest his soul, man, said that this, this pay-per-view, especially that match with the Warrior, was a disaster. Hollywood Hogan, a disaster. He said it was one of the worst things he's ever saw. 
And for Gene to say that, man, that that just goes to show you like how bad this pay per view turned out because of one match. One match ruined that entire card. You know, isn't it amazing how two guys who are who are polarizing is is Hollywood Hogan and the Warrior get in the mm-hmm. ring, stink the fucker up, and then the entire pay per view is now considered the worst thing ever. Just goes to show you how how much of a line you walk on when you wrestle. You can tilt either way. All it takes is one bad match, and the entire fucking thing's ruined for everybody. That's my take on the '98 Hollywood Havoc. Hollywood Havoc. Yeah, let's call Hollywood Havoc now. <laughs> Halloween Havoc. <laughs> That's a good. It's a good title for it. It's a really good title for it. As NXT is bringing Halloween Havoc back, another nod to uh, rub in Cody Rhodes' face. Um, this will be the end of. The I've end. always liked the brand. Always liked the brand. I like what NXT is going to be able to do, to do. I enjoyed the in your house stuff. So let's see what they can do with Halloween Havoc. Will it be better than '98? That'll be it remains to be seen. But um, Josh, your overall feelings, 1998 Halloween Havoc. Best pay-per-view ever made. <laughs> okay. And Why? by that, okay. I mean, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Someday we're going to find a, a pay-per-view. That would be a, that'd be a fun little task. Let's find a pay-per-view that is Josh's favorite. Let me tell you right I now. I have a feeling it's going to be a Royal Rumble. Nope. Go ahead. WrestleMania 21. No. David Tease okay, became be a next the world topic. heavyweight champion, but was overshadowed that year by John Cena also winning the belt against JBL. Mm-hmm. I just recently watched uh, the Royal Rumble from that year, 2005, mm-hmm. and Batista went over mm-hmm. against. They had a little. They had some shenanigans, and then Vince McMahon decided to completely tear his leg in half by jumping into the ring. Fun year. Everything in 2005. I think I said that on the last show. I think everything in 2005. I've had to go back and recap, and it's been amazing. Mm-hmm. Halloween Havoc 1998 was the end of the glorious WCW. They still strung on there for two more years. I miss it. I crave it. I still go back. 97 was the best. Even leading up to 98, at the end of 98, I I was still totally into um, WCW. But this was the nail on the head, you know, and I think the fact that I was a little kid seeing Hogan Warrior for the first time, WrestleMania 6, and then seeing that fast forward in 98. Took a shit on it, man, completely. You know, and in my other icon, I had Bret Hart in the, on this pay-per-view, and I thought the match with Sting was very lackluster. Wasn't Bret Hart-esque. It uh, was more like Bret Hart-esque. Wasn't that uh, supposed to be a submission versus submission because they had the same submission moves and it ended up being a knockout yeah. match, so nobody got what they wanted out of that anyways? Exactly, yeah. Whole thing was a shit show, but I, w- I will say, with a big positive is, we saw Disco Inferno twice, and with that, whether you're heel, whether you're babyface, you do you, baby. Dogcast Production.